Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, this is Power Card, aka Project Pat, and you're listening to the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast, the best Ravens podcast on the planet. That's pretty incredible. In fact, it's La Marvelous. Thank you guys. Welcome on back to another edition of the Baltimore B-Town podcast. It is our third episode of the night. Uh, officially Saturday now, correct? 12.08 a.m. Uh, and it's great because Saturdays, everyone knows that they're for the boys, right? And so the boys are here. You've got Jake, you have got Spencer, and you have got Matt riding the pine pine. Uh, we are chilling here tonight. It has been a very fun day two of the NFL draft. Uh, the Ravens just blowing the roof off of the uh, building here, selecting Tyree Phillips with their last pick of the day. Tyree Phillips is someone that if you say you know much about him, you're lying. He was listed on ESPN as went to the Senior Bowl and started 13 games. Uh, PFF does have him on their guide. I'm not going to pretend like I, I uh, crunched a bunch of tape. Also, Daryl William, or yeah, I believe Daryl Williams, another lineman the Ravens have been linked to, but... From what PFF says, I'm just going to read their scouting report to you, ladies and germs. Let up two stacks over his last 1,146 snaps. Um, that includes about 600, or excuse me, about uh, four, 560 pass blocking snaps. Only let up two quarterback hits. No sacks allowed in 2018. The gist of what they say is that Kalevon Chason really, really, really worked him with bull rushes while being 95 pounds lighter. But he is a mountain of a man. He played tackle. He has, quote-unquote, elite pop on contact. Smaller edge defenders don't stack him in the run game. And they said that he is a weapon on double teams. He can cave in the entire side of a defensive line on double teams. The Ravens use a lot of combo blocks, a lot, a lot, a lot of combo blocks. So they get a mauler. They'll be able to do some things. Also, on the negative side, they say no lateral agility at his size. Mm. Couldn't touch some inside moves um also not a hands fighter scheme limited minimum depth so they say all of these things but they also have a fifth round grade on him 136 player on their big board uh he graded in the 70s high 70s and all of their little metrics uh played left tackle but figures to kick inside did not have a good combine by any metric but has massive hands and a really long wingspan figures to be a mauler and we'll see what he can do feels like a little bit of a guy the ravens think they can coach up 
And apparently it was on Last Chance U. So that'll give us something in COVID-19 social distancing situation to go watch and learn a little bit bit more about him as a guy because what the hell else do we have to do otherwise? All of their little metrics. I like that a lot. Um, Matt, I do have to know, J.K. Dobbins and Justin Matabuke, what is your take on those two guys? I mean, I'm a a huge fan of the J.K. Dobbins pick. I was not expecting that whatsoever um at 55 but you know what they're swinging for the fences these days and uh you know it's it's a little sad that we're gonna have one of the three running backs cut for this probably um but you know what mark ingram's getting up there in years um this this provides a lot of depth i think he's he's a great running back had tremendous production in college and uh, i'm i'm thrilled absolutely with the with that pick um i know a lot of ravens fans probably didn't want a running back but i think you got to play to your strengths, and that's what they did. Um, with Matabuke, you know, he, he was best player on the board probably at that time, and that just shores up the D-line. Um, he can do a lot of things. He's, he's a really good player, um, and, you know, that just gives you more depth. So it, it's clear that with this draft strategy, they're just saying, you know what, we're just going to take the best player available and see what happens. So, yeah, I mean, they pick Dobbins and Matabuke. Fans starting to get a little, little antsy, freaking out a little bit about the fact that they're not addressing the positions that everyone was looking at, interior offensive line, pass rusher, wide receiver. Uh, you know, everyone going a little bit crazy. Uh, and then they go ahead and select wide receiver Devin Duvernay. Spenny, what is the breakdown? Kyler Murray's cousin, first and foremost, got a hit with the important statistics off the bat. But in all seriousness, Devin Duvernay fits a profile of what I have very much wanted the Ravens to get in in their receiving core. Someone other than Hollywood Brown who can really, really, really push vertically. Devin Duvernay was a track star in high school, ran a 4.39. Um, Burn Gindry, the Utah corner, had the combine high uh, defensive 40 time. And he has a similar body type to Golden Tate. He also had the lowest drop percentage of any Power 5 receiver over the last two years. Catches everything. Deshaun Elliott goes ahead and tweets out, I've never seen him drop anything. Uh, Former teammate of Devin DuVernay. What we end up finding out through all of these picks and over the last two drafts is that Eric DaCosta goes for Power 5, SEC, Big 10, no small school guys, a lot of really high-level high school recruits, all four-star or better in this draft. Patrick Queen, a four-star. J.K. Dobbins, a four-star. Matabook, a four-star. Uh, Malik Harrison, a four-star. Devin Duvernay, a four-star. All of these guys, uh, at least a four-star, five-star, other than uh, Tyree Phillips in the end. But we see Devin Duvernay, a guy that is going to be able to push vertically. He also is, uh, as one of our listeners pointed out on the live stream, had Lance Zerline saying a really, really, really fun uh, little quip about him that I'm struggling to find. Oh, there we go. So Lance Zerline said, runs like he hates humanity as he blasts through tacklers. (laughs) See, you went from the rock to emo when you said that just now um, to fallout. It's all black, to be fair. I mean, and I'm wearing shades. Very true. But Devin DuVernay completely obliterated. If you want to go, if you want to go learn a little bit about Devin DuVernay, I would highly recommend watching LSU versus Texas. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, Devin DuVernay devastated the LSU secondary. Broke at least four tackles after the catch. He is a bubble screen machine, but that's not all he is. 
and going to be a really, really fun weapon to have. Uh, the Ravens, as Cole Jackson, Russell Street Report tweeted out first, a really great thought. They have now drafted their long-term you know, future X in Miles Boykin, who fits the boundary profile, a bigger receiver that can really block. There's Z in Hollywood Brown. It's a flanker, the guy that can push vertically a little bit more. Uh, is going to test speed of a uh, field side corner, or excuse me, of a boundary corner. And then their slot, their uh, H in Devin Duvernay, who is going to be able to work over the middle of the field, really strong at the catch point, really great hands and great after the catch. So weapons, weapons, weapons. Um, end up addressing, you know, Offensive line and wide receiver. We'll see what Tyree Phillips amounts to, but really strong picks all around. Matthew, what were the thoughts on uh, Devin Duvernay there? Yeah, I mean, just to echo what what Spencer said. I mean, he's he kind of fits the mold, and it's going to be interesting to see how they they fit him into the Ravens' offense. Um, I like a lot of his attributes. Um, not necessarily the wide receiver I had in mind at that spot, um, but you know what, they're going to make it work and gives Lamar yet another weapon to work with. If you told me that they were going to walk away with Malik Harrison, J.K. Dobbins, and Justin Matabuke, and I had to settle for Devin DuVernay as the wide receiver they picked in this draft, I very much would have taken that. Thousand percent. So, yeah, I think uh, from that perspective, I really liked it. Um, Moving on, obviously, Malik Harrison, we've already mentioned it. To me, it's the steal of the draft so far. Uh, Just a linebacker who can definitely start from day one, and he compliments Patrick Queen very well. Spencer, what is your assessment? We had Derek Clausen at QB Class, Football Outsiders, does a lot of other things as well. Uh, One of my favorite reputable sources. We're so happy to have him on the show. Go follow him at QB Class. You'll learn a lot about the sport of football. Class with a K. With a K, uh, but go follow him. You'll learn a lot about the sport of football, a lot about the quarterback position and all that good stuff. But when we're talking about a linebacker, when and, and there's a quote, uh, I, I'm failing. I think it's just Daniel Jeremiah. The guys, the Wonderlick test applies to guys, and, and I don't know what their Wonderlick scores are, and I think this is a little hyperbole, but... Uh, hyperbole, is that you? Yeah, yeah, hyperbole. You, you, you want really smart football players on the football field up the spine. You want guys at center, at quarterback, at middle linebacker, at free safety that are high intelligence, that are able to diagnose and react very quickly uh, in the blink of an eye. For me, the two smartest linebackers that were big names in this draft are Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison. Malik Harrison had more coverage responsibility than Patrick Queen. Over the last 24 hours, I posted a thousand videos, clips, whatever, of, of Patrick Queen doing really great things in coverage. Ohio State relied on Malik Harrison to do more advanced things than LSU did to Patrick Queen. And there's this false narrative that because Patrick or that because Malik Harrison is really big and lumbering, um, a very powerful, explosive hitter, that he's not great in coverage. And he wasn't perfect by any means, but he's a lot better than scouts give him credit for. I'm astonished at how far he fell in this draft. To me, he was a, a fringe first round guy, uh, very strong, going to be able to be a Mike or a Sam, whereas Patrick Queen could be a Mike or a Will. So just an awesome combination of speed and then power and intelligence between those two guys. And Malik Harrison made plays in coverage, had a couple big interceptions, was able to do some things in zone. I'm not going to rely on him in man, but Patrick Queen, you can. So you go from having probably the by far worst inside linebacker room in the entire NFL to two young, promising, 
uh, established. Well, I guess Malik Harris a little bit more established, but awesome inside linebackers. I'm really happy. Couldn't have gone any better for the linebacker group. You know how happy Wink Martindale is with the addition of Justin Matabuk as well as those two. Matthew, you big uh, Malik Harrison guy? I mean, absolutely. I mean, he said he was a steal of the draft, and I think that's 100% true. Um, DaCosta just had a quote on the uh, post-draft press conference where he said there were a few guys uh, that we didn't expect to be there that were there. And I think Malik Harrison is absolutely one of those guys. Um, just looking at his draft profile, he was a top 50 athlete coming out of high school. So he's shown that he's got some versatility. Um, but if you look at his, some of his strengths, you know, he uses his length and builds up speed. Um, he's a downhill runner. He uses his hands to shed blocks. Um, and one thing, one stat that I saw, he's just 66% of his total tackles um, as a starter were solo tackles. So. Yep. Good wrap up the uh, guy with the ball. And I just think you pair with Patrick Queen, you can't ask for a better inside combo to lead this draft with. Yeah. I mean, it's a combination that works so well for me is those two are just going to be absolute beasts on the Ravens defense starting next to one another for hopefully a very long time. Uh, So I like the fit from that perspective. I I really like what they did though. Like we were hitting on, I think Matabuke is going to find a spot and uh, fit in with a lot of the guys that they've already gotten. He's going to be that Michael Pierce replacement effectively. Um, Patrick Queen, nothing really to say there. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, like I said, I was probably even a little more positive on that pick when it happened than some other people were. So, uh, home runs all around for me. Don't know anything about Tyree Phillips, though. I'll say that. I'm going to go ahead and say if you if you want to go act like you know a lot about Tyree Phillips and you're not a Mississippi State football fan or, or something of the sort, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call you either Jim Nagy, the director of the Senior Bowl, or a liar. So we'll, we'll get into some tape and we'll do some things. But uh, Tyree Phillips was definitely a surprising pick. That doesn't make it a bad pick. And that goes to show how in-depth the Ravens are into looking at entire offensive lines, looking at guys in all different positions. And, and that's a testament to how they feel they can coach someone up because it sounds to me like he played tackle. He's going to give tackle ability while probably training, going through training camp as a guard, uh, has crazy length and strength. And from the sound of what PFF says, at least he's got those combo blocks, the ability to devastate uh, a combo into a, into a reach block. So that's, that's a fun little thing and he'll give some good depth there. Uh, maybe they feel really confident about two certain guys on the roster that fans might not have accounted for. That's Miles Boykin and Ben Powers. So we'll see. Let's uh, grade the picks. Devin Duvernay, I will go with a B, Spencer. For where they got him and for the fact that they really need it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go with an A. I'm gonna go with an A. I think he has the traits in hands, speed, yak. Um, might not be the shiftiest guy of all time, but I really like the pick. It was a pick that Harbaugh was insatiably happy about fist pumping, saying, you know, Eric Costa says one of the maybe a little too excited. Yeah, baby got a little Randy Johnson there. Uh, but yeah, they, they were pumped to go get him and he's going to end up playing in year one and he fits a role that they don't currently have Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Obviously I've mentioned them so many times. Some of my favorite guys in this draft process, breaking down the prospects. They love to talk about the old adage of, of having a basketball roster, a one through five guys that have different roles and can do different things. Uh, some of the things Devin Duvernay can do blend in with Hollywood Brown, but he's a hell of a lot stronger and a night train lane type, you know, explosive yak tackle breaker. So really good pick for me. Matt? I'm going to pull a uh, Mike Preston and give him a lower grade than he probably should. Um, you know, B minus. 
So I think he's a good player. I think he, I'm, I'm more interested to see how, I'm more interested to see how he fits into the offense more than anything. He wasn't necessarily on my radar at the pick that they got him, but um, I think he's going to be a solid player. I don't think he's going to be a bust by any means, um, but it's just going to be interesting to see how they incorporate him uh, into their game plan. Fair enough. Uh, moving up to Malik Harrison. I'm going to go with an A plus on that. Like I said, steal of the draft. Like I did not think he'd be even close to where they were picking there. A couple of picks into the third round. I thought he would have been gone early second round. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, not only as a player perspective, I think as a fit, it just it's perfect. It's an A plus for me. Spencer. Spencer. <laughs> did we lose him? Looks that way. Oh, sick. I can go. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you can give any grade except for an A-plus for this pick. Um, like you said, early second-round grade. Um, he just fell to them somehow, some way. And there's always that player in the draft. Always one player in the draft falls to the Ravens that you say, how in the world did that happen? And we get so lucky. And, you know, A-plus grade all the way around. He's going to – fit seamlessly into the Wink Martindale defense, and I can't wait to watch him for the next few years. Yeah, it's going to be a very fun pairing. Spencer, you are back now. I'm back. I froze for a quick second in hashtag technical difficulties drink because you heard it. Uh, But, yeah, Malik Harrison, interesting thing. Jonah Schaefer with an awesome tweet, a little tidbit that Harrison generated 22.5% pass rush win rate on I think it was about 138 blitzes, 45 of them successful, something in that department. And he's going to be able to fill a role of a, of a Sam, of an outside strong side linebacker a little bit. Um, maybe, you know, he can end up playing a little edge, playing a little outside linebacker and doing some different things. So there's versatility there. Mm-hmm. Patrick Queen able to stay in on third down, on fourth down. Uh, but Malik Harrison, that is such a great combination. And I talked about the measurables already, so I'm going to go with a, with a, with a solid A-plus for me. Uh, getting a top three inside linebacker in my grades at that value that late in the draft is a freaking home run. Good stuff. I think we are all very much in agreement that that is an absolute home run, as is the Tyree Phillips pick. I, you know, I'm giving it an A-plus, obviously. Uh, all the tape I've grinded on this guy, just going back all the way to the fall, it's just I I, I don't know what else I could even say on it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go brutal here because I've been a little happy go lucky. I'm gonna go D. I'm gonna go with a solid D there because I don't know who the hell he is, and PFF does not list him very high. I think there's guys on the board, but I am basically giving a D in ignorance, trying to act cool more so than out of knowledge. I'm going to give it an I incomplete. I just, I don't know. There we go. That's better. That's what we should do. I'm going to give it a C plus um, from what I've seen, all the research I've done. He's a high character guy, high motor guy. Um, you know, any of the high adjectives you want to put on him. Uh, hopefully uh, not. Well, I guess they don't get tested eh, for weed anymore. So it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Um, but Joe Cortese just said on the press conference that, they look to kick him inside the guard. And if that's the case, then this might be a much better pick than we think and um, provides more more depth on that O-line, which we, we definitely need. Definitely. Crazy that a guy like him goes ahead of John Simpson, who is the name, the, the big name at that Mahler profile and all that good stuff. But 
Um, you know, Ravens coaches and scouts get paid for what they can project a player to do in these middle rounds towards the end. And now we're getting into, you know, the day two, day three hundreds of picks, uh, the triple digits. So all the faith in the world for them to be able to coach a guy like that up. And if they have, you know, a tackle that can kick inside and be a mauler, hell yeah. I feel great through the first two days of the draft. How about you guys? Incredible. Incredible. I know Matt feels the same. Yeah. I mean, this is the best draft since 2018. Uh, I've been I mean, with- it's been a long time since 2018, too. So, I mean, it's a lot, so lot of stuff to measure it up against. But, uh, yeah, continue. To be fair, I was waiting what felt like years for this draft like a month ago. So That's actually um, a good point. Yeah. Um, no, phenomenal draft. I mean, you look top to bottom. They not only got needs fulfilled, they got the best players on the board, which is like the dream draft. Um, I'm struggling to find a team who's drafted better thus far um, or even really come close. I mean, you you got the in, two inside linebackers, the second round running back, we got the wide receiver, we got a potential guard. What's not to like, you know? It all works for me. Anything else from you boys before we get out of here? Tidbit on our boy B.O.B., Bombs Over Baghdad, or the rapper, a.k.a. actually Bill O'Brien. Bagpipes in Baghdad. Texas, or Jesus, let me restart that. Texans coach, slash GM, Bill O'Brien, stormed away from his camera on Friday night, furious over the Lions backing out of a trade. Oh, love to hear it. <laughs> what, like, uh, what? Are, I like. <laughs> if you're a imagine team, getting imagine getting fleeced by the lions and getting mad. <laughs> I I laugh, but like I can imagine him getting fleeced by anyone at this point. What the hell is he trying to trade? Ryan Mallet. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, shit. He was supposed to get Stafford. That's his boy. Yeah, because dude from the Lions is sitting in his Winnebago, like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> you're struggling again. You're you're frozen. How frozen is he? Is the question? Is is he going to be? Back there? <laughs> uh... Martha Ford, 97 years old, just like <laughs> laughing it. So you were just, were you just talking there for like 30 seconds? Bill O'Brien on the phone. But yeah, at the end of the day, it exists once Jerry Ju- Whatever. This is not <laughs> So what Spencer's displaying here is what we thought the draft was going to look like. But, um, you know, am I back now? Can you? Yeah, I guess. Are you? Can we hear you? Hello? Hey, can you hear us? Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? We can hear you. You're severely glitched out. We see, we see you, too. And I'll say there we go. Now I again, but I just want to say the Ravens stood tall, made amazing picks and the draft. That's all. I'll leave it at that. Let you guys. I'm, I'm glad you could get that in. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think, mean, I think Spencer said it best. I'm right there with him. I agree. I think they, uh, they didn't panic. They didn't do what uh, stupid organizations do and allow need to dictate their plans for the draft. 
sat there, let some great players fall to them, picked them up. John Harbaugh was fist pumping. That's what we like to see. <laughs> Eric DaCosta was calling prospects and asking them if they wanted to A, be a cop or B, pretend to be a cop. Uh, just tremendous all around. Matt, what do you got? Um, bit of potted. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the only thing I got other than what has already been said many times over, um, I'm definitely going to steal that video of the fist pump from John Harbaugh and tweet it out on several occasions, probably obnoxiously. Yeah. You got to think that's going to be in play big time for Ravens Twitter. Oh yeah. Big time. But, uh, yeah, with Spencer, John Harbaugh with the dagger, <laughs> John Harbaugh with the dagger to Jim Harbaugh's heart. I'm just going to add it on there. John Harbaugh drafting team captains on the offensive and defensive side of the ball of Ohio State in Jim Harbaugh's face. That's a tough scene. It's a tough yeah. scene. But, uh, yeah, I think we should get out of here. I'm getting a little tired. Uh, what do you guys think? Let's I'm do excited it. for Day tomorrow. Three. Yeah, I, yeah I'm excited to for tomorrow, too. Um, but, yeah, really appreciate you guys listening. You can follow the show on Twitter at Podcast Beatdown, where we will be breaking a lot of the stuff up spencer is at ravens for dummies matt what is your handle you can hit the old follow button at m pine underscore and it's spelled p-y-n-e just had to be different there um but yeah really appreciate you guys listening to this breakdown you can also check out our live streams which this is pulled from on youtube at baltimore beatdown really appreciate you guys checking it out hoping you're enjoying the draft so far And we will see you all tomorrow. All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate you guys. See you later. All right, God bless.